0: Hey, guys,
1: Dustin Wynn and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Hey, this is Scott Snyder, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Paul Dini, listening to Bat Force Radio. This is
2: Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned.
1: To show that no matter what, someone's getting really fucking mad about something.
2: I know,
3: I know. It's <laughs> ex- except for little Zen, who's our savior.
0: <laughs> People want that guy dead too because of what he said.
3: I, I
0: think uh, I think Tom
1: prefers is 6'9. Oh my six, god.
3: 6'9. Takashi, 6'9.
1: Shake Shack, the Shake Shack of, of rappers. Oh god. <laughs> that guy, oh, I, I hate that guy so much. He's really <laughs> fucking popular, though. It's so weird. Dude, yeah, yeah, he is. Is, he's
3: he's colossal, dude. He's. Huge. It's crazy.
1: I. It's just like. Uh, it's just how everything else is. Like little kids, man. If little kids like it, they'll they'll, they'll fucking catapult anything into fucking stardom. That's why all those YouTubers
3: are so gigantic. Yo, he posted the games. Um, when you remember when Game was on that eating talk show. Stay together yeah. or you know <laughs> you you go. Uh, uh
1: Change of he heart. Change of heart. And the game the game got dumped on that show. Yeah, you didn't get yeah, the, his girlfriend had a change of heart, so he got dumped.
3: He got like 2 million
1: views. Oh my god. <laughs> Technically, when Game was uh, a blood during that same time, and he's going on change of heart. like all He's all clean cut. Change you, of heart? You see how he was dressed on change of He's all clean cut. I, I thought I thought this was the show. <laughs> Gramps gone. Welcome back to Batforce Force Radio, the DC Batman podcast with no limits. And uh, we're coming at you tonight with a very special episode of Batforce Force Radio. This is uh, version 2.0 of Grandpa Batman Goes to uh, DC South by Southwest. The uh, first episode, the first edition of this was Lost in Time, and we sent Booster Gold after it, but unfortunately uh, Booster was not able to bring the episode back to us, so therefore um, we decided to hire uh, Joss Whedon to uh, recut uh, this version of it. I believe the Bad Force Times has a mustache this time around, but we'll deal with that in post. But uh, let's go around the room real quick and see uh, who we got tonight out of New York. We got the Shake Shack grubbin bat force times uh up in canada we got robin d cross who doesn't lock his doors Six nine. Oh god uh, out of dallas texas we got the whataburger uh champion uh, grandpa batman
2: mr freeze is a fucking hero <laughs>
1: so good. and uh from southern california i'm bat force tom uh just polished off another double-double. And like I mentioned, we're rolling on with... Uh, we uh, we recorded Grandpa Batman and Robin, and we all had a nice little chat about the South by Southwest pop-up that occurred about, uh, was it two weeks ago now, or was it a week ago? A week and a half ago during I don't the know. weekend.
2: I don't even know if I can do this, because I probably forgot about everything already. Or <laughs> remind you. That's
0: what, maybe that's- maybe we can fill in anything you forgot. Yeah, we'll... we'll <laughs> <laughs>
2: We'll fill the details Uh, in. uh,
0: Your story was so vivid the first time I remember it like it was yesterday.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I must have done (laughs) a really good job. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, uh, I had the privilege of going down to uh, Austin, Texas to um, see the DC Comics South by Southwest exhibit and also go see the, uh, the Phantom Creative Batman the Animated Series exhibit at Mondo in Austin. So, uh... It just happened to fall on that same week, and I really got lucky because South by Southwest is a is a big uh, event. It's actually a two weekend event, and um, you know whenever DC Comics announced that they're going to have like the Batmobiles and and creator appearances at the uh, South by Southwest thing, I, I was like, okay, that's really cool. That's really cool. I was thinking about it. I was trying to recruit a friend of mine here to go down there with me and then dc announced that frank miller was going to be there my instagram dms just started blowing up and people sending me you know screenshots and stuff like that so that that really got my juices going and uh thank you to everyone that gave me the heads up it it's kind of surreal how people just know that i'm just a miller fanatic (laughs) and uh (laughs) It's funny. I mean, any any mention, I've got like, you know, any Miller mention of anything, people are always sending me stuff. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, everyone, because I'm I'm pretty forgetful, and uh, that kind of <laughs> helps remind me. And so I got really excited because I'd seen him at the uh, Dallas Comic-Con a couple of years ago, and then I saw him on Batman Day in New York City, but I didn't really get his autograph then. But this was an opportunity to... They were giving away free signatures, and I mean, you can't pass that opportunity up. That's like opportunity of a lifetime. And then, so I told uh, Gam Gam that this is what I wanted to do, and she was all she was on board. She actually wanted to go. She booked the hotel, and uh, I was really surprised because I was just planning on going down there in the morning, see the the event, my stuff signed, and drive back because it's about a three-hour drive. Oh. And but she wanted, to, she wanted to go. And uh, I made her mow the lawn first before we <laughs> left. She had to get her chores done. You got to mow the lawn. You got to bag up the leaves. Get my jeans pressed. Then we took off and went down there. And it was it was a good time. Um, they also had uh, Jim Lee was there.
1: James Lee, and right?
2: James Lee. He was there. I think he had a co-signing with Frank Miller at like 3 p.m. So I, I was like really trying to get there. You know, DC had this thing on their website where you could sign up free event, but it was a ticketed event. So you, you had to get registered for a ticket um, to get in the autograph thing. And the Jim Lee Jim, uh, Jim Lee went really, really quick. And uh, I didn't get that, but our good friend, Sean, is it Reisley or Risley? Uh, I don't both. Know. Sean Sean <laughs> I a say fucking Risley. man Risley yeah he he asked me if i had uh if i got the Jim lee uh, frank miller ticket and i said no i didn't I, I, it was already out so he plans for these things man he's like on top of everything yeah and he was like i asked him i was like are you going to are you going to come in town it'd be awesome to hang And he's like no i was just hoping um basically he was i don't know he thought maybe one of us could get him a, a signature or whatever. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely try to do it if I can. Jim Lee was also, I think, doing sketches for people, which after seeing what his commissions cost, good Lord. What was he doing those commissions for at that place in Italy? It's for, like,
1: uh, he's going to Lake Como, Lake Como Comic Con or Lake Como Art something. So he's, well, he's having, basically what he's doing is he's opening himself up for commissions. Probably to pay for a trip to like Como, <laughs> so in Italy. But, yeah, yeah. It's
2: like it's like eleven thousand dollars for a, a no, commission or is something. It that much? Yeah.
1: For like a full page, probably. Yeah. Oh my god!
2: I think for like eleven by seventeen, he'll do it for like eleven thousand.
1: Holy shit!
2: But I mean, if he just does a cool—I mean, I'm sure he does a really good job on just like a real quick, you know, five-minute sketch for you too. So.
3: Yeah. Well, he's he's
1: that good. Yeah, he's gonna take his time. I'd rather get an Uncle Frank. I'm okay Okay. with just. I'm I'm okay with just grabbing the water bottle that he's sipping from at the convention.
3: You know what? I would. I would say, hey, Uncle Frank, can you draw me fucking Shake Shack logo? That's all I want. Just a burger man.
1: Here you go, son. Let
2: me just draw the turd. (laughs) Draw like a long brown turd. Fart in this bottle (laughs) now. Go eat some barbecue
1: and then fart in this. Bottle drink, and I'll drink a up. glass of whole milk and just sit, just <laughs> so sit we got, in a heated car for a minute
2: so we got into Austin the first thing we, we had to do was go straight to Mondo um, because I wanted to see those uh, prints and also you know how those things sell out so um, Austin about 1 o'clock and uh, just went straight to uh, the Mondo store where it's not a big place it really isn't I would say it's probably about Twenty by, it's probably about a thousand square feet. I'll just say that it, it it's not very big, and they had all the prints. You know, first you walked in and they had like, uh, kind of an entry wall, and they had like the Joker fish and the Harley Quinn and I think Poison Ivy one, and then they had the the Poison Ivy solo one. They had another one, but basically you just like picked up this sheet that it was almost like a menu and you would walk around the gal the gallery and pick which ones you wanted wow. and um, they had some that had variants uh what i really liked is that normally these mondo posters are like the full size 24 by 36 these were actually a little smaller these were like the 18 by 24 so you could actually uh you know get a couple of them and fit nicely on a wall at your house or a hallway or something like that you could get more prints in the same amount of space versus you know, the larger posters.
1: i keep them in um, a trunk,
2: personally. I know a guy that does that. Yeah, it's a good place for it. They had a lot of the, uh, the older ones, the first series, like the Mr. Freeze, the uh, Heart of Ice, they had the Grey Ghost, uh, they had the Almost Got Him, the Man Who Killed Batman, but apparently those were already sold out because the mm. exhibit started on like Uh, thursday or friday and they had people camped out on tuesday on the sidewalk waiting for them to open up yeah i mean there was hardly anybody in there on saturday but uh because like friday night they had like the exhibit opening and they had even they even had like the artist from phantom creative there but they only had like what they were telling me because i asked i wanted i wanted that gray ghost and i wanted the heart of ice they came framed for 120 and um, they were like well We only had like one or two of those to sell. And those ones that are on the wall are basically the last ones that we have. And, you know, Mondo's going to keep those. So they didn't have those for sale. People that got there early, early um, got first dibs. But even the ones that they did have in this new run, you know, some of them were on limited quantity. And by that, I mean, like they had like a run of 225, some of them uh, 500. It just kind of mattered. You know, it kind of differed based on... The print, they really had a um, a really nice looking um, one called his Silicon Soul with, you know, the Batman hardac. Yeah, that one looks sick. Like it, it will. They used like a metallic ink for like his metal parts and the, the outline and in like certain angles, but actually you could see it like flare up, you know, and see the metallic ink. It, it looked really badass. They had several that had a. Uh, variants like i got one that's called i am the knight and it shows batman and he's like holding his face and like below him is uh commissioner gordon and he's like laying there like he's been shot and they had the regular one was like on uh a red background and then they had like this darker blue one i i got the darker blue one i just thought that fit the the look of batman better but they had um What's it called? Like the Demons Quest with Razagul and Talia. Love that they, one was yeah. really nice.
1: I love how they make them all look like uh, like film posters.
2: Yeah, they really do. And that, I mean, yeah, they even one. have like they have the uh, episode writer and credits kind of down at the bottom of each one of them. So yeah, they they, they make it like a movie poster.
1: Nice little um, something to take to get Dini to sign.
2: Yeah, he they had a really cool one called uh, you know like the trial where Joker's like, you know, The Judge Uh, and Batman's... uh, I tweeted it out yesterday, and I tagged him on it, and he replied back and said, yeah, that's a really nice one, and retweeted it. And people on Twitter have really responded great to that one. One of my favorite ones was one called Birds of a Feather, which had the penguin. And it's it's like he's standing on this stage with uh, the curtain kind of half drawn open and the bat signal... Uh, shining right in the in the middle. You can you can actually see a few of these on um Phantom City's uh creatives website at phantomcitycreative.bigcartel.com. And like these prints uh the normal at Mondo they were priced at like $49 and then the variants were priced at like 65. That's cheap compared to what they're on sale yeah, they're for in the now. they're all for like at 250 City. now. Well, on, on eBay they are but like Regular price one for this Demon's Quest is seventy five, and the variant is ninety five. So they they went up about twenty six bucks or something like that.
1: It's nice little convenience so, to just have you take it out right there.
2: So you know, I sent that. I started taking photos and sending those to you guys, and uh, seeing who wanted some. And Legends of Bat Lego Batman. He was like, Yeah, I want this one. This one. And at first, his his first uh, order was like six of them. And I was like, Okay, that's cool. So I got him, and then later on the day he he's like, get them all." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, by this time, I mean we'd already gone and gone to the hotel. I was trying to get down to the the south by southwest thing for the three o'clock signing. But man, if you hear someone complain about Austin traffic, they are not joking. That it's like a it's it's like kind of a small town with big city traffic. Yeah, and it's just and especially with around south by southwest, they've got streets blocked off, making it even more complicated. And if you're not really familiar with the city, you know, you're just driving around trying to find some place to, to park. And that's what happened. We had to we had to actually drive past south by southwest, go around the south side of the city, turn around, come up through downtown and then find a parking garage. And I was actually surprised that we did, but then I realized we were there during the first week, which is the the film festival, not the music festival. Because I've been down there during the music festival, and it is crazy. It's it's nuts. It's awesome. But there'd be no way that you could park a car downtown. So we actually got to park pretty close and, and walk down. And they had three of the Batmobiles that they had from the movies. They had the uh, Val Kilmer Batmobile um, from Batman Forever. They had the Tumbler from uh, the Christian Bell uh, series, and then they had the uh, the Batmobile from Batman vs Superman, and uh, wow. those were awesome. Yeah, and
0: again, that's uh, that's my favorite part of the event happening. As I mentioned last time, uh, uh, my friend Sid from here in Windsor had traveled all the way to California <laughs> and messaged me that he was going to the the WB tour, the studio tour, and going to see the the whole DC exhibit. And all the Batmobiles were in Texas.
2: Yeah. Sorry, that, Sid. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which normally that, uh, that tour is amazing. We actually put up uh, a YouTube video of when I went down there uh, and uh, toured the, uh, I guess it's kind of, they call it the, um, oh man, I, can't, I wish I could remember. It's the DC Universe Heroes uh, Tour. And they've got a big building where they've got all the suits. Well, At the time they had the suits from Suicide Squad and Donna Justice and then they got the garage full of the Batmobiles. But like mm. Robin was saying, that uh, garage and back cave were empty, and uh, they were all visiting uh, Grandpa Batman over in Austin. You said they fired some up, right, Gramps?
2: Yeah, yeah, Sid. <laughs> they were fucking awesome, dude. Man, these things—you could tell that they were like fully functional. I mean, not like they didn't have like weapons and stuff popping out, but these things—I mean—they were driven and mobile, and I mean. On the Batman versus Superman one, I mean, its tires were worn. You could see, like, I walked around the entire, I I walked around every one of them looking up inside the engines and stuff like that, and you could see where, you know, the engine had black char from the exhaust and stuff like that. And, like, there was these, like, tubes that came out the back of the Batman versus Superman one that whatever connection they were from the engine down to the block, you could tell where they had were a little discolored due to the heat coming out of the, the engine and, and the back axle and all that stuff. And um dude, it was just fucking awesome. And uh they fired they fired up the tumbler while we were waiting in line for Frank Miller. Man, that thing just it was so loud. And then okay, so we're in line for Frank Miller. And I, I was actually expecting like a big line. We got up there, by the time we got parked and everything, it was about so we missed jim lee and i felt really bad because i wanted to get that uh signature for sean but he was already gone at that time um what was crazy was for some reason that one saturday it was like 90 degrees it wasn't even predicted to be that hot all week before that it had been nice and cool it was starting to become uh springtime weather it rained a couple days but that one day it was like full-on summer I had to get out of that heat, man. I was like, okay, I've seen these Batmobiles; they're awesome. I'm going across the street to Stubbs. I want to eat some barbecue and drink some sweet tea, and we'll come back in and get in line for Frank Miller. Yeah, there were only like a hundred people in line for Frank Miller
1: after you had your uh, barbecue. Yeah. Damn. And so,
2: yeah, and so we're standing there, and um, this is about I don't know six thirty. There's this uh, lady standing in front of me, and she's got. Um, some books, they, DC did a really cool thing. They had books for sale at the exhibit, so you could buy a book and then get it signed by the artist or the creator. I mean, they had Hush, they had Dark Knight Returns, they had Master Race, they had a lot of popular, you know, paper, trade yeah. paperback novels that you could you could get signed right there on the spot. Yeah. And so she had she had uh, Year One and Dark Knight Returns, and then she bought some special like D.C. South by Southwest commemorative book that uh, Jim Lee had done the cover of, uh, I think it was Superman on the cover. And she was like, yeah, I want Frank Miller to sign this one. I was like, no, you you want him to sign Dark Knight Returns in year one because he wrote those. She was like, oh, okay. She didn't know who he was. She was like, I just bought these for my nephew because he likes comics and he reads comics. And and I'm just going to get him signed. I was like, okay, so... Get Frank Miller to do these two, and then tomorrow come back and get Jim Miller to sign this one. Got her straightened out, so she she liked that. You know, it was just kind of interesting as you're waiting in line there. We didn't have to wait very long because the signing started like at 7.15, so we only waited like 45 minutes. That's crazy. And um, Yeah, and it went really quick. And, of course, you know they didn't.
1: 45 minutes in line for a free Frank Miller signing.
2: Uh, the hardest part for me was deciding which things to take down there to get signed. Because I've, you know, I've got pretty extensive collection of his work and stuff. I mean, at Dallas Comic Con, I got two things signed, but now I, I with Gam Gam with me, I could get a total of four. Huh. So, so uh, I took the uh, the absolute Batman Year One, nice. the hardcover of that. I took um the hardcover of master race the
1: big the big suitcase yeah the big
2: white one i took no 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 i should have but i took just the regular the regular hardcover okay
1: like the black wraparound yeah yeah
2: i took the first edition complete frank miller Batman bible i had i had the second edition and i didn't know i had the second edition until robin told me i had the second edition and now i had to go out and spend another 120 dollars to find (laughs) out the first edition (laughs) <laughs> so i had to find the first edition and now i got i had that signed and um and then i had dark Knight returns last crusade signed i couldn't find i, w- I was so mad because I, I couldn't find my collection of single issue daredevil born again run which I, I kicked myself for not being able to find it but you know being as uh advanced in age and forgetful as i am i, I had forgotten where i had a Stashed them. Oh. But I found it the next day, thank God. Oh. Anyway, it was cool. I got to meet him. You know, I wore, I chose two shirts to wear. I cho- I picked out the the shirt, you know, the kind of the classic grizzled Batman where he's like standing there with his fist. I think it's the cover for Three, Dark Knight Triumphant. Yeah, where he's like all beat up and, you know, he's he's got his ass kicked and all that stuff. I picked that shirt or I picked the Batman Day shirt where it's just like kind of a, a white silhouette of his face and I asked Gam Gam, I was like which shirt should I wear? She was like I don't think you should wear either shirt It's
1: <laughs> <laughs> so lame
2: Yeah it's,
1: uh... I was like no, shirt. pick one
2: pick, Yeah <laughs> Which which shirt do you like? She, Of course she picked the, the white silhouette shirt I'm like okay so I'm going to wear this one yeah. and I wore the, the classic Dark Knight Triumphant, ugly, beat up, beat the shit Batman shirt. She's like, Why are you gotta pick that one? I was like, Well, because he drew this and he's gonna recognize me. She goes, But it's so ugly, but he's gonna, he's gonna like it because he wears this shirt. Oh, God.
0: Every other day of the year, I wear what you like. Yeah. Today, I'm wearing my <laughs>
2: Every other day, I wear my, hal- my Hawaiian, you know, sh- shirts and. You, you wear your, uh, you wear your Homer Simpson
3: collar pink shirt. <laughs> 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 you know yeah. what, babe? The argyle
1: sweater. Can wait till Monday.
3: Should have uh, should threw on that Sean Murphy DKR tank uh, shirt. That's a fucking. Uh, oh,
1: I don't have a, that one, man.
3: You don't have that one? I got there that print. Was. You
1: guys? Graphic, uh, did you send me that print, or was it Grumpler that sent me that print?
3: I, I, I sent Gramps, Gramps that print now that I think about it back in the day. Yeah, you know. I
2: think you guys did from New York. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I sent you that little Zan print, too, I think.
2: She's like, why you going to wear that shirt? So I wore this shirt because that's the, that's the shirt that I'm going to wear. That's one. And so as we get up there, you know, he, he says, I like that shirt. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I told her before we got up there, I was like, okay, you know, I want to make sure you get the inside cover signed because I don't want it just signed on the you know the wraparound cover or anything like that I want it on the inside but I was like can you get a photo when I'm like next to him because they don't they didn't want you to stop for photos. Um, they were just like don't ask for signatures don't stop for photos you can have a little time to talk to him and stuff like that but we gotta get the other people processed through they want to you know whatever. So of course shook his hand thanked him got my signatures and <laughs> <laughs> She shows me the photo when we get back to the hotel. She shows me the photo that she took, and it's me shaking Frank Miller's hand. But you can't see him. All you can see is like they had like this statue of Aquaman, and you see his fist right where Frank Miller is. And I sent that to you guys, and I said, "When your wife isn't a photographer,
1: <laughs> that's yeah. my
0: favorite picture ever.
2: It's such my luck,
0: man.
1: Such, <laughs> such my fucking luck." <laughs>
2: But anyway, like, yeah. That's
1: so that was wearing that shirt,
2: you fucker. Yeah, <laughs> Go, bastard. So then the next day we had to go back to uh, Mondo and get the rest of Legends Hall. I'm sure my American Express uh, people were were calling me, going, uh, "We noticed a thousand dollars charged one day. Yeah, it was ridiculous
0: for
1: Batman prints. Yes, yeah,
0: prints. I like how they I like how the credit card people. I like how the credit card people have the uh, same voice as Game Game. <laughs> <laughs> really, Gramps? Seven pieces of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you weren't even wearing the right shirt while you bought them. <laughs> oh my god! <goodness. laughs>
2: no, I made sure that I wore the other shirt the next
1: day. You gotta but, reach
2: it up. Yeah, those those prints are amazing, man. I wish I'd gotten more of them.
1: Hey. Gramps, I was gonna say I'm surprised that you didn't haul uh, all eighty of your Dark Knight Three variants to get signed by uh, Frank.
2: That's what I'm saying. I couldn't make up my mind. I could not make up my mind what I wanted. Um, Because I have a couple of his Dark Knight 3 variants, and, I mean, they're not cheap just buying them regular. Do
1: you have that wraparound one?
2: Uh Uh-huh.
1: For the first issue?
0: Yeah, that was was the first thing I got signed. Uh, It was the year that Fan Expo had the whole DK3 team there, so I got everybody to sign that one.
2: And then there's the one from, was it... WonderCon or was it New York Comic Con for issue 9 where it's uh, blue and it has Batman and then the Carrie Kelly Batwoman kind of flying in the air. With her like um, pink and green and neon green? No, no, no. She's in a full black Batwoman suit. Oh, shit. That she's in at the very end of issue 9. Oh, shit. Spoiler alert. Cramps! Oh! <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> Carrie well, Kelly is a hero. You're, now you're woke. But, uh, yeah, I, I I wanted to maybe get that one. May- I just really wanted my Batman, my first edition Bat- Bible signed, that Absolute Year One signed. So maybe I'll see him again. He's been do- doing a lot more appearances lately. So hopefully we'll get another couple chances. But uh, all in all, pretty good trip then, huh, Gramps?
1: Yeah, it was really good. Got some barbecue stubs and um got some stubs and uh yeah it's uh, it's pretty cool that dc's been doing those pop-ups they have the one in dc they called dc in dc that they did the south by southwest and hopefully we'll get some more you know i guess they're doing it in the uh, areas they don't have um austin doesn't have its own comic-con does it it's dallas has a big one
2: dallas has one they do um kind of a fan expo type event in austin uh. i haven't been to it it's i don't think i don't think it's as big is the, the Dallas one? Yeah. Um, but yeah, also DC was promoting uh, their new TV show Krypton. That's right. And I think they had some of the actors there. I can't confirm that because I didn't. I haven't seen or recognized any of the actors in the cast. But there were people there that looked like the actor type of yes. people, because yeah. they're like tiny. You can definitely tell they're not from Texas. Yeah, they. are like they feed them bird seed. Yeah, the feet, they're like tiny, and they smile a lot, and they're skinny.
1: <laughs> they smile. They're happy for no fucking reason. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, you're not from around here, I know. <laughs> yeah. We get it. It's funny, uh, you mentioned that show. I had no, I have slash had absolutely no interest in watching Krypton on Sci Fi, but uh, apparently it's fucking good. Uh, they just had the premiere, I think it was last night. Really? You didn't want to watch it? Weren't I weren't interested. Nah, I I couldn't care less. So I don't know why. I just you know, just didn't really didn't grab me at all. But but I'm hearing uh, that uh, the fan response has been really really like good. It's been really well received. People really like it. Um, they're mm. even saying that the show supposedly takes place in uh, the film universe. I guess so. Like there's continuity with uh, events that will happen from what I hear.
0: I, I didn't really have any interest in it until hearing that uh, there was a trailer that. Reveal like they were using like Brainiac and Adam Strange.
3: The yeah, Brainiac looks amazing in yeah. it actually,
0: and so, uh, well, so it we- was a
3: special from DC introducing. You know, Jim Lee and uh, Dan DeDio was on, and uh, good enough for Dan. Dan, it's good enough for anyone. man. So got a new show, okay? It's called Krypton, right? I know, You want to watch it, okay?
1: Like, who wants to watch a show about Krypton? Okay, fucking blows up, right? Nobody cares, okay. <laughs> so, anyways, you love it. It's gonna be good. It's <laughs> gonna be on. Adam gonna be on. Okay, it's gonna be great. We're gonna do a lot of references, like the uh, uh, Fortress of Solitude. Okay, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
2: So it's like a true prequel, like years way before, you know, the birth of Kal-el. Is uh, that Kind of the premise of it. It's almost like a Gotham type. Show. It's. The, the, I think the main dude is the grandfather of Superman. I believe. I think oh. that's what it's about. Yeah. Grandpa Superman. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I mean, I'm interested now. Now that it's gotten good reviews, so uh, I think I think the reason I was turned off is because it's on the Sci-Fi Channel, and I'm pretty sure the Sci-Fi Channel does like Sharknado and, uh, like, Sharktopus, and uh, all those other... Which are brilliant. <laughs> That's... I was like, oh, they don't really give a shit. They're just putting it on that network, I guess, but... Uh, Come on, all... man. You watched The Room. I didn't say I liked it.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, hi, Tom. <laughs> oh, hi, Gramps. But Lisa loves me so much, and I'm so lucky to have her. Anyways, how's your sex life, Khalel? Yeah, but uh, I'm down to watch it now, and now that I hear it's good. I mean, unless, you know, it starts out really good, and then two seasons in, all of a sudden, Superman's in it, and he... Knows Lois and Jimmy Olsen and Brainiac and Lex. They're all best friends from when they were kids. Um, I swear
0: to God, if Felicity shows up and starts crying,
1: i <laughs> I uh, love that Felicity. Did it? Was that last? Was that the last episode where we talked about Felicity and how much I love her? I think it must. Yeah, have been. I
0: think it was this episode last time. Maybe
1: there's five minutes of me just gushing over Felicity and how uh, <laughs> we should we should give her a chance and how Felicity is a hero and uh, how we should allow her to be. Portrayed as a hero and all that stuff, but um, good stuff. Graps. Uh, Another other news that came out I think uh, recently that we had not talked about was the fact that uh, New Gods has officially been not just greenlit, but they are getting a director for the New Gods movie. Um, what is the director's name behind it? I had it here for a second.
0: Ava,
1: Ava DuVernay. Ava DuVernay, who has also yeah, she, directed.
0: She. She, uh, she. It's still massive right now. She just did uh, a Wrinkle in Time.
1: A uh, big, huge news. First of all, um, being that a new Gods movie is being developed, and uh, awesome, th- you know, to hear the fact that we're gonna get uh, possibly. We're not sure who exactly is gonna be in it, but we're assuming that it's gonna be about um, Dark Side and Apocalypse versus New Genesis, and uh, uh, Dark Side versus New or High Father Orion and uh, Scott Free, Mister Miracle, Big Barda. Granny Goodness, all those uh, fourth world characters that Jack Kirby created back in the day, hopefully will be highlighted in this movie. So that's gigantic, because it's pretty much expanding the DC universe as far as films-wise. And on top of that, this is uh, the second female director for the DC films, the DC universe, that we're getting, and... um, she. This is a big movie. It's not like it's a little movie. I mean, you know, I'm assuming that this is kind of going to be like the DC version of, uh, uh, like, Infinity War kind of height. You know, as far as importance or uh, scope of what it encompasses. So uh, the fact that she's getting this uh, this film is huge. And um, yeah, the first black female uh, director to have ever received uh, what was the number uh, a film budget of over over a hundred thousand. Hundred million, so,
0: yeah, hundred million. million. I'm sorry, uh, I think it was 100, like one hundred fifty oh, million or something. <laughs> yeah, they're they're, they're making she's this making one a rap video yeah. for. I know <laughs> she's making an AT and T commercial. <laughs> she's she, she's making she's making the the next six nine video.
1: Oh my god, dude, ten dollars.
3: <laughs>
0: featuring Lil
1: <Yeah>. Z, <laughs> featuring Lil Z. <laughs> Ugh, but uh, yeah, man, uh, gigantic, gigantic news that uh, all around that this this is coming out. So. I'm excited. I don't know what do you guys think. I, the thing that I'm thinking of, and I know it's probably not going to be this way, but the, the five-minute uh, clip from Justice League where it shows um, Steppenwolf fighting the Amazons, fighting the Atlanteans, and fighting the humans, all fighting the uh, parademons and that crazy-ass war and the Green Lanterns there, and the old gods are there. and uh, I just imagine like a fucking full movie of that, and I'm all good. What are you guys' uh, thoughts? I, I
0: would like it to be... The the first thing I imagined was that it might make sense if they have it sort of uh, the movie is narrated at least you know an, an intro and an outro narrated by Mister Miracle, you Ooh. know telling the story of the of the war between the two worlds and how they made peace with the exchange of their sons, yeah, you know can lead up to uh, spoilers uh, when Scott escapes apocalypse
1: and yeah, Orion being kind a of dick. I'm
2: excited about it because. I kind of like it when they, it seems like to me, I don't know, maybe I've said it once before, or but I think these movies about less popular, more obscure characters comes across sometimes better than the high profile characters. I yeah. just think that, you know, there's less pressure and they can kind of do a little bit more and get away with a little bit more and they don't have people, uh, you know, especially, you know, producers that have their agendas of what they want to see. How they want them to be, and maybe also I don't know. They haven't cast the movie yet, but maybe get people that aren't like A-list celebrities, and and actually let these people create you know their vision for the movie. Besides, you know maybe Warner Brothers coming in and say, no, this is too dark, and I don't know. I just think. You know, it's it's worked out well for Marvel in their cinema universe. With uh, the, like, the,
0: casting, uh, the casting is a good point, uh, you mentioned, because doing a movie full of characters that have not been on film before, issue that they sidestep is not having a bunch of people on Twitter bitching about casting choices. Right. They prefer this guy that played the role before, and, oh, I want right. him back. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah
2: and, and I promise you, like, you know, just the general population – doesn't really know a lot of who the the new gods are and stuff like that. So it'll be just kind of an opportunity to introduce them to these awesome characters and done in a way that will be entertaining. Obviously, she's got you know a lot of credibility and, and a solid resume. puts out movies that one make money but are entertaining because Wrinkle in Time has been you know well received.
1: Uh, is the uh, new gods for those who are listening? Who have, is good? Good point. For those who are listening who have no idea what the hell we're talking about, um, is that New God's Omnibus that they were gonna supposed to release uh, come out already? Jack Kirby? We'll have to check with the Omnibusler. Yeah, I know.
0: Uh, uh, on that one. I, don't, see, uh, I don't keep up on many of the
1: Omnibus. Omnibus? Let me see. Uh, Jack Kirby, Fourth World. Is it New God's Omnibus or Fourth World? New God's Omnibus. Uh, oh, God. Uh so here it is Jack Kirby Fourth Okay so it's called the Jack Kirby Fourth World Omnibus What the hell Target's holding it Target has it Holy shit From what so, I can uh, tell does it
0: does it collect everything in it like the the fourth world series plus uh forever people and yeah miracle
1: from what i remember i think there was at least four volumes originally of the the jack kirby uh they called it the jack kirby omnibus i think because it it was is fourth world and it had like um god what else was it yeah like forever people uh orion uh mr miracle so if i open this up that's an ebay link never mind i hope so because the last time they did it it was uh Four big ones, and uh, the big omnibuses that they're currently releasing looks like it could easily uh, fit those four editions. But uh, that's a good way of uh, doing your homework for the New Gods. If you guys have not read anything, it just pretty much picks up where Jack Kirby um, started over in D.C., All those many years ago, when um, he jumped ship from Marvel, he started doing some stuff at DC, which was gigantic at the time, because Jack Kirby had been doing, like, Captain America and Thor, a bunch of classic shit over at Marvel, and the fact that they got... It's like, I'm trying to... It's as if, like, fucking Jim Lee, right now, it goes over to Marvel, or, you know, someone who's just been at Marvel for a long time, or been at one of the publishers, like, his entire life. It's like when Jordan left the Bulls, and... uh, And, and went, you know, if he hadn't retired, you know, if he had gone to a different team, it's kind of like, holy shit, you know. And he pretty much had free reign to do whatever he wanted. And I think uh, that's when he decided to go after the fourth world. And he really opened up the DC universe, um, creating the stories that he did. And that's why it's such a big deal. It's because, like, what's cool about the fourth world is that, yeah, you had your little crossovers. But um, it kind of stands alone in that you can create this big cosmos universe that kind of goes on above everything. And you don't have to touch Detective Comics. You don't have to touch... Uh, Batman or the Justice League maybe some stuff with like how Jordan and um, you know the space stuff can get involved but it's it's just all gods and, uh, and, and gods fighting against gods so it's it's own thing really that you can kind of play with which is hopefully what they do with the movie and they just kind of let it do it's own thing like Guardians of the Galaxy was somewhat in that vein where it's all up in space and nothing's really tying into the rest of the Marvel Universe until uh, most recently when they did the uh, uh, trailers with uh, Infinity War coming around but yeah I think this should be good um, I still think it's nuts that uh, they're still going full steam ahead with DC films and this extended universe after after Warner Brothers just fucking chopped up Justice League and pretty much destroyed (laughs) their own universe but they don't care they're just gonna keep going it's like all right I guess so the train is off the rails and it's just fucking going down the uh, hill and we'll see what it hits kind of see how it goes because the next movie for DC coming out isn't until I want to say Aquaman right yep it's a while away it seems like but yeah what else is going on Toys R Us is shutting down we haven't talked about that a lot we talked about it with a little bit on the stack, but we haven't really gotten into details about uh, what it really means for the future of toys. I've
3: been hearing KB's coming back all over the place. I yeah, don't what's going uh, on. I don't think it's pop up stores or something. Or? Is that don't what it remember. is, or is
1: it all just BS? Because it's it hasn't been know, in, man. it hasn't been in any mainstream like news outlets. I feel like if that mm-hmm. was really happening, that would be being covered by the news as much as uh, Toys R Us is being covered. But I read somebody's post uh, recently about Toys R Us, which I found was really interesting. I didn't really know this back. Uh, Uh, When Amazon was first getting started, um, Toys R Us had the opportunity to get into the online selling market, and they decided against it. And uh, somewhere in like the the late '90s, they won like a fifty-one million dollar lawsuit, and with that money, they could have like streamlined their online. uh, They could have created like a mobile app they could have done all this stuff to kind of go from uh, brick and mortar you know to online to help subsidize some of those some of the costs that they might have been losing because of online shopping but they decided against it and um, obviously you know people started shopping on Amazon it got really popular um, so what Toys R Us did is they partnered with Amazon to do the fulfillments so uh They kind of got into Amazon's pocket in that sense. And I didn't know this either. Did you guys know that Mitt Romney bought into Toys R Us?
3: Mitt Romney, um, he was the reason KB went bust actually so, yeah so he I'm did it to heard. kb
1: first and he also did it yeah. to uh that's why basically what happened so he he'll he'll him and his partners will buy up companies and they'll just fucking run them until the wheels fall off and then they'll liquidate the assets and mm-hmm. they'll use it as a big tax write-off uh, mm. after it goes under and it's like they don't have to it's fucking nuts so i didn't realize mm. he had done that with toys r us too and uh well the founder uh charles lazarus actually died today that's uh-huh. crazy Shit. I know. Call up, uh, call up uh, Razal Gul, man. Right. <laughs> Throw that guy in his own they, pit. They Yo, were man. supposed
2: to to have started their liquidation sales today. Yeah, nah, yeah, year. No, not, not that that got put on hold because of, um, I guess they filed a Chapter Eleven you know, bankruptcy, and um, that like stopped it. I mean, basically, it's crazy, man.
1: It's crazy. Like it's it's uh, it's crazy that it's turned. It's it's ugly now. I feel like it's like sad that uh the, the dude died fucking <laughs> that's so nuts like i mean i'm sure like
3: dude you ever see the movie toys with robin williams
1: uh i i oh. when i was a kid
3: oh shit <laughs> there's this scene where the the founder of their company dies and you know robin is the son and he has a sister they have to take over and he has like this oh, i don't even know how to explain it like this warped toy funeral I think, we're like, marching, it's just so crazy, man. I don't know yeah. what that popped in my head. I don't know what's going to happen when Toys R Us leaves because when you're in Toys R Us, you, all these companies kind of rely on Toys yeah, R Us. Yeah,
1: man. Like, so uh,
3: everything is going to change once Toys R Us disappears. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I think like, it's going
1: to, we're going to start to see it turn into a lot of, like, what Mezco is, where um, Mezco, I think, primarily makes a lot of their money off online orders directly through them. Um, and they do some partnerships with like Big Bad Toy Store, and uh, obviously you know comic shops and 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 certain shops can order through them. But I, I think that's going to happen with. I mean, didn't Mattel just like kind of get rid of their Matty Collector online whole thing? Right. They're going to yeah. have to come. They're going to have to bring that shit back because where are you going to buy Mattel figures now? I mean, Target, I guess. Yeah, but
2: Toys R Us is a big distributor for like NECA.
1: Yes, um, that's right. Yeah.
2: So they're going to have to find. Uh, a new distribution model. I mean, whether that's going to comic shops, but I don't know if comic shops can order in bulk, like what uh,
0: Toys R Us does. uh, Things like uh, Mattel, NECA, uh, they are available through Diamond, uh, who is the sole distributor for comic shops. Uh, It's the same company that, you know, you go into your shop, all the comics that they get in each week, uh, they also get all of their statues and figures, and everything comes from them. So, at least in the case of my place, there are a lot of a lot of things that we wouldn't get into too heavily, because all of the toy stores had it. You know, like it, it, Toys R Us was full of it, and Target was full of it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. So, with uh, with such a, a big part of the market for these brands being gone, uh, you might see uh, shops begin to uh, stock that stuff more heavily. Specialty shops like comic shops and figure shops and things like that. Well, you're uh, going to see that deeper into those brands.
2: You're going to see. This is just my prediction. I don't know, but this is what I've heard from some other shop owners. This, this last weekend, I just found this awesome store. In um, Fort Worth, it's called the Holocron Toy Store, and it is nothing but Star Wars vintage, original in box, all the way up to modern Black Series. Anything that that was made by Hasbro or Canal or anything before them. They have got it and they've got it in bulk. But this, the shop owner was saying how this is going to impact, you know, the availability of, of certain items, especially a lot of the Star Wars stuff that's going to shift that market to him, especially for, you know, obviously the Star Wars stuff. Also, other players are going to get involved. Like you may also see like Walmart getting more NECA stuff. They already get some a little bit now. And they also do some of like the McFarlane uh, Walking Dead stuff, but you may see like a Walmart or a Target—probably Walmart though, more likely—get involved with you know being the main distribute distributor of like Neca. Yeah, it's because they've got to find they've got to find a distributor somehow. Otherwise, they're gonna not make you know more of the. They've already had to cancel several lines, Neca, and several things. Yeah, and yeah, the... if they. They don't sell, then they're not going to make any more cool shit. Well, like, a Batman, uh, Alien. Every,
0: every time Disney uh, decides to buy something else, uh, NECA has to <laughs> cancel a line of figures. <laughs> well, it's like, like
2: NECA just released like a whole Ghostbuster set, and I mean, it looks really cool. You mean, but the new, now, the new I mean, who's going to it? No, no, no. Like old school, old school.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, interesting to see. Well, I think NECA is one of those companies that's going to have to probably. Uh, Look into uh, allowing orders directly through them more often than not, because um, they do like, they do exclusives, like convention exclusives and stuff like that, but yeah, they, they relied on primarily just... They also stuff.
2: did a lot of uh, Toys R Us exclusives, which I was reading about founder Charles Lazarus and how he founded Toys R Us, and one way he made it so big, so quick, um, I believe he... Came home from World War II, and he started like a small baby clothing store for like cribs and stuff like that. And he noticed he had a couple of toys for sale for like the babies. That's why now uh, Toys R Us is, you know, obviously linked with Babies R Us because he started off just selling like cribs and baby furniture and stuff like that. And he quickly realized, he goes, I'm only going to sell one crib to a couple with a baby. But they're gonna keep coming back if I sell toys for that baby, and so that's where the Toys R Us started. Mm. But he would have them. these, yeah. He would have these companies create like you know Hasbro Star Wars Toys R Us exclusive, which basically yeah. advertised
1: for him. He didn't have to advertise for yeah. it. Hasbro has advertised for him. I remember some of the Kenner, some of the Kenner uh, Batman Returns or the Dark Knight collection. Had uh, Toys R Us exclusive uh, like accessory packs where you get the you could only get a certain Batman figure that came with like a little accessory or like a mini um, vehicle through Toys R Us and mm-hmm. couldn't get it anywhere else.
2: You know, I wouldn't be surprised if um, you know after after they go through all the the liquidation and the bankruptcy that there is still some type of Toys R Us with an online presence. Because, you know, yeah. sometimes companies do a bankruptcy just to protect assets. So <laughs> that could be basically really what it is to get, you know, out from some debt and consolidate and maybe get rid of so many of the brick and mortar shops that they've got. Because in my area, there are like six shops within like a 10-mile radius.
1: Toys R Us? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, there's... Around me, there was when one... I did say 10 mile. Maybe about a 20 mile radius. I was going to say, yeah. man. There's only one for me in a 20 mile... Or in a 10 mile radius.
2: Yeah. No. Within about a 20 mile radius, there's about six shops. And wow. they're all competing against each other. Every yeah. one of
1: them. It's like... It's
2: like they never have... It's like one shop doesn't have the same stuff that the other one has.
1: Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's going to change the way... Um, at least here in the States, people experience buying toys. Because... Um, they were the last big chain. They were the last big Toy Store chain that we had. And uh we I think it was a pretty cool post that someone put up about what was your favorite uh Toys R Us story growing up. And there was a bunch of people that went on and put like stories under what they remember from Toys R Us. A buddy Batamus put up a, everyone's putting up stories about stuff they got, and then Batamus put up one time my mom left me in <coughs> a to Toys R Us for an hour and a half. So <laughs>
3: P- Poundamus.
1: <laughs> I guess they're not all like they're not all good nuts. good memories, but I shared uh, my favorite. I shared it on. I shared it on the post. But my favorite Toys R Us story was. Um, I can't remember. I must have been in about fourth grade when uh, the Power Rangers television show had uh, just come out and it was dominating the airwaves on Fox. And um, of course, with a, a hit television show, you always got to make the toys. So the toys started getting announced and started getting putting on the shelves at toy stores, and it was absolute pandemonium. Everyone wanted the Red Ranger the most. Um, you know, they had the whole, every Power Ranger was there, but when you go to the shops, the only ones you'd ever see are like the Yellow Ranger, you know? Um, I feel like the Yellow Ranger was the only one no one wanted. There was a a market for every other Ranger except for that one. You know, they had the vehicles, they had everything, and I remember, I can't remember if I asked or if my dad just figured he should go in and get one, but uh, one day, uh, my dad said that he, after work, or maybe it was on a weekend or something, he, um, went home And got dressed out of his clothes, and just put on his regular, you know, after work clothes, and he went out to Toys R Us, and with the mission of finding the Red Ranger. So he goes out, and he's walking the aisles, he goes to the action figures, and he walks up, and he sees the little uh, Power Ranger display, and it's almost like bare, except for one Red Ranger on the pegs. So my dad, like, steps up, and he pulls it off the peg, and he's, like, looking at it, and then he reaches into his pocket, and he realizes he doesn't have his wallet, and he's like, fuck, I don't have my wallet, and it's the last one, and so as he's, like, feeling that he doesn't have his wallet, he hears this little boy go, dad, that's the one I want, and he looks over down to the right, and he sees this little boy starting to fucking get teary-eyed and pointing at the figure that my dad's holding, and so my dad, like, looks over at him, and then he's like, fuck, well, I don't even have a wallet to pay for the figure, and the kid's like still like pointing. He looks back over at the kid again. So then he walks right over to the Barbie section and he like moves a bunch of shit around and he hides the fucking Enrager behind the Barbies, <laughs> and covers him, goes back home, gets his wallet, comes back, buys a figure. Like fuck you, little kid. What about you guys? What's your favorite yeah, uh, Toys Us Story? Really?
3: I knew a bunch of, I had a bunch of nutjob friends back when we were kids that would just go there. And you know how you could play the games? They would have the games on display. Yeah. They would go every day to play Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo. <laughs> and they, fucking, they eventually got kicked the fuck out. Because <laughs> they would just go there and play the, They would try to beat it. <laughs> Cobalt cool Toys vs. Back in. I think it's still similar now, but if you wanted a video game, you used to have to go and the ticket slip that's of the right. game. You oh my you god, that's cashier, right. You go to Cashier, you pay for C, and then you go to this little like. If we had a little glass. It was like a big cubicle filled with video games. Oh my god, dude. You f- go and bring up your t- receipt. And then they, they find the game, they stamp it, and they give you it. You'd be so fucking excited to get that new Sega Genesis video game, you know? Pre meme. Pre
1: meme. Pre meme. Cool. I fucking <laughs> forgot that whole little That's right. You did have to do it that way. Holy shit. I did not remember until just right now that way. I, I remember Um, they sold, I think it was a Toys R Us exclusive, where you buy Super Nintendo and it comes with uh, a link to the past and two controllers and a mail in offer. For Super Mario All-Stars.
3: Do you, do you think Disney's going to buy Takeshi 6 9 ine
1: I don't know if they got that much money. <laughs> if they if they don't buy Takeshi, they're going to buy Boot Gang. What if they
3: tried to buy the Trunkler from us?
1: No way. I'd sell him. I'd sell him. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they didn't hear us. They inherit so much debt. Trunkler comes with a bunch of licenses, man. I don't know. It's big, you know. Comes with a bunch of zip ties and like duct <laughs> tape. Retain of the trunk. Uh, fuck off, blokes. Oh shit! You <laughs> got a you got a trunkler soundboard? Uh, fuck off, blokes.
3: What the hell? That's amazing. Wow. Like three thousand people saw that on the stories. You
0: <laughs> Robin, you got a question? Same question that anyone who's listening to this uh, re-recording of the last episode is uh, is wondering, is where the fuck is the Trunkler? Oh,
1: I, I thought you were going to ask why is Dan... <laughs> I thought you were going to ask why is Dan Juergens so mean?
0: That's another good, that's another good question.
1: Hope maybe we can invite him on and ask him.
0: I don't
2: appreciate
1: him saying that about a bat
2: force member i <laughs> don't want to slap
1: my belly on the table and have him sign it at wondercon
3: isn't, isn't that 90 percent of his fan base though like
1: <laughs> i know i'm like, like dude you're you're really turning away a lot of people that probably love <laughs> you Tweet ever yeah i was going to invite you over but after that fiasco on twitter no more all right then boys that's it for this episode of bat force radio we'll catch you guys oh, again yeah. very soon bat force over now uh, fuck off blokes there it is <laughs>